Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hey, love, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I know I normally release these solo Sunday episodes on Sundays, but I was working on a bunch of new things for the show. You may have noticed my fabulous new intro, which I couldn't be more thrilled about. I'll be talking about that at the end of the episode. So I decided instead of giving you something that maybe necessarily wasn't going to resonate with you or wasn't going to resonate with the audience and I felt like I was grabbing at straws. I didn't want to record something that wasn't going to be of value to you. The whole reason I'm doing this is to get val- give you value, give you things I have learned, research new topics, research new things. So I'm so stoked to just continue to expand the brand of luxury of self-care and all the things that are going into it. But one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk to about self-care that I have noticed in life is one of the hardest things to do for myself specifically. And if you relate, please, please definitely write something on Instagram, write something on Facebook, tag me because I am right there with you. It is so hard for me to ask for help. Now, 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 I've gotten better over the years. If I've ever asked any of you for help, you're like, I know you can ask for help, but it is something that I struggled with for so long. So that's what today's episode is going to be focused on. We're going to fixate a little bit on why we are so afraid for help. And we're going to fixate a little bit more on ways to ask for help without feeling guilty. And I wanted to just give you the rundown of that. If you are new to the show, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you're on Apple Podcast, throw me that five-star rating and leave me a review. I always love hearing from you. Those of you who have already left me a review, thank you so, so much. And for those of you that are on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to this channel and click the bell. That way, every time a new episode is launched, you'll be notified and you can watch it at your leisure. I just felt like there has been a weight lifted off my shoulders. I don't know if any of you feel this way. I don't normally talk about politics. I was just thinking, though, with this topic of asking for help... We had these two leaders, one was our current leader and one is now our our new leader, and they were both asking us, asking us as the people to show up to the polls to vote, and they asked for help. They needed our help in order to be the president of the United States, and I don't think I ever looked at that as a sign of weakness when someone asked me to show up to a poll and vote for them. So that was something that I kind of thought about today and I was like, wow, you know, now we have a completely different ball game. I feel like I can take a breath for the first time in four years. I feel excited and 
I also had a moment where we were with our family and we were kind of discussing what is involved in rebuilding and regrowth. And we had had an email link going for a bunch of time. And I want to read to you what I said to my family as a result of everything and where they all sat. And we felt that sometimes our leaders aren't always the best candidates. And we were talking about presidential history and we were talking about, you know, has it been this bad in the past? Have we felt like we can't breathe? Have we felt like, you know, these are our options or any of the above? But as I walked on the streets today, as the sun shined on this whole week, I realized that there are so many other people around me that I just feel like there's joy again. I feel like people are smiling again. I feel like people are saying hello. My phone died on my way back from the dog park today. So I had done my yoga class. I was teaching my yoga class this morning, my privates. If you're ever interested in those, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I do them via Zoom and I do them in person if we happen to be in the same location. But I was on my way back from that. I grabbed my dog. We went to the dog park and I my phone died and I just felt like everyone I came across was saying hello and hi and paying attention to my dog and, and you know, get, granting me grace. Whereas I feel like the past months we've kind of, you know, not really said hello and not been so friendly. So it was so nice to feel better. But I wanted to share this with you before we dive into the help section because I know that I want to address everything that still has just gone on this past week. So I had said that I had been given pause and I know that we have only just begun as a people, as a nation to rebuild. We should all strive to learn from our mistakes. We should all acknowledge that we don't have all the answers. We should respect one another. We should remember we have different thoughts than the person next to us, and maybe sometimes that's even our family or loved ones. We should note that it's never just about what we think. It should always be an open discussion. It should always be a conversation, and we should always be open to people who don't have the same thoughts as we do. Be forever the sponge, be forever the student. And I just was saying that learning from each of their emails had brought me such a sense of joy to listen and learn. So that is my piece that has to do with everything going on. I hope you all feel relieved and happy and understand that we still have a lot of work to do. So as we have a lot of work to do, there is this sense of help. And it's something that comes up quite a bit in my journey and in my journey of my students. It comes up in in children when I'm teaching them and coaching the, the dancers that I've worked with in the past. We have this big sense of fear of asking for help. And I feel like the fear is the top emotion of asking for help. And and I would say it's more along the lines of like people will think less of me or the problem doesn't seem worth asking help for or talking about my feelings is a sign of weakness. The problem is embarrassing. I don't want anyone to know what I need help with or I don't know who can help me. So these are things that have always resonated through my mind when I'm on this path of like asking for help. 
And I think the big thing that I had to learn that I couldn't confuse acting tough with being mentally and physically strong. So I thought if I asked, if I act tough, if I always did my own thing, if I always did what I needed, um, if I always did it by myself, if I never asked for anyone's assistance or help, then I was, you know, tough. I was acting tough though. I wasn't mentally or physically strong. Because being mentally or physically strong would have been to notice that there were times where I did need assistance and I was allowed to ask for it. Or if it was offered to me, I was allowed to say, sure, thank you. And I think that there is masking, I think there's nothing helpful when we mask and mask our emotions and suppress our feelings because it doesn't help us grow. It doesn't help us become stronger. So it takes strength to admit that we don't have all the answers. It does. It takes a lot of strength to admit that we don't have all the answers. I've watched those who are older to me, those who are intended to be wiser to me, to look down on different situations and always feel like they have to be the wise owl. And if they're not the wise owl, then they don't bring anything to the conversation But sometimes the wise owl is learning from the spring chicken. Now I feel like I'm talking about a farm. But like sometimes the older person can acknowledge that they can learn something from the young chick. And not just a female. I'm just talking about someone younger than them. There are so many times that I have conversations with my brother who is six years my younger, seven grades my younger, and he constantly will say something to me that I'm like, wow, you know, what he had written in our emails and stuff. It just made me think. It gave me pause. And being open to allowing someone else to affect you, allowing someone else to teach you something, no matter their age, no matter where they're in rank, maybe if it's within your business, being open to acknowledging that moment and learning from that moment is going to make you stronger because you're going to walk out learning something you hadn't before. And isn't it strong to show that we're trying to deal with scary things like humility, like fear, like embarrassment or uncomfortability? Isn't being vulnerable a sign of strength? And I struggle with that part of it the most. Being vulnerable is a sign of strength. And if you have a moment right now and you're alone, say that out loud to yourself. And if you're not alone, just say it as a mantra to yourself for just a second. Being vulnerable is a sign of strength. When, if I would have never been vulnerable to allow myself to be loved, I would have never found love. So it was a sign of strength to wear my heart on my sleeve in order to to now receive this amazing love that's in my life. Um, Being vulnerable when I am around my coach and allowing myself to work on myself so I am a better me for you. I am a better me for my students. I am a better me for my partner. I'm a better me for my siblings, for my family, for my friends. Being vulnerable is a sign of strength. It truly is. And it is scary as hell. I know it is. It's scary as hell every time for me. And it's still something that I'm learning. And you're not going to be a genius at it 
day one. You're not going to be perfect at it day one. So I wanted to share with you some of the words that I use sometimes instead of saying I need help because I will give you a great example. So I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not. I have brought it up several times in life though. So if I have, then you already know this. But I was 22. I was in an amazing conservatory. I was learning a lot about myself. I was rebuilding. I was understanding my emotions. And I was in this relationship, which turned out to be super toxic. And then we broke up and it was really toxic. And it was really weird. And then we got back together. And it was good for a time and then we moved on with our lives and that was just what it was and it was that moment in time but during our relationship at one point I had to be in control. I had to be in control. I had to be the answer. I had to be the wise owl. I had to be the this but But guess what? I didn't have to be that. It was the pressure I was putting on myself. And I'm still doing it today and I'm working on it constantly as I put this pressure on myself that I have to. But I'm the one putting the pressure on myself. And I'm putting that on myself due to society, due to input from my family, due to whatever. Whatever it is that you're finding that pressure. So in, in the midst of trying to control a situation, I was sitting on the other side of my bar stools and my partner at the time was filling up the Brita and I reached over the bar stools, like the bar stools were here and there was a little banquette or uh, not a banquette, what's it called? Like a little um, tabletop area, like an eat-in kitchen. And then I reached over to where the sink was because it was all on this island together and grabbed the handle of the actual hose from the water oh my goodness use your word sauce it's like from the actual faucet and I grabbed it and I put it into the Brita in a specific way and I said this is how you do it and my partner flipped out he was like you have to control everything like I feel, you know, there were so many other things that were going on, but it was, it was not good. And I would, you know, this was the same partner where there would be, you know, a can on the very top of the shelf and I would pull myself up with a cabinet and get on to the countertops and reach up and grab whatever it was when someone was standing right next to me. And all I had to do was say like, hey, could you grab that for me? And as we get older, as we have, you know, as we're superior to others, maybe in a work environment and we're a leader, we learn how to ask for help. We learn how to pass on other tasks and we learn that we cannot do it all. We're not going to be successful if we don't ask for help. And there's so many people in the world, so many people in our history. And I was thinking about this with our president you know with our new president with any president we've ever had they didn't get there by themselves they had to convince all of us and ask all of us for help to vote for them so it is not a sign of weakness to ask for help it's just the way that we phrase it sometimes so we look at it as you know a sign of weakness because we're asking so here's the biggest thing for me not only is it being vulnerable but I tended I tend to I still do this I tend to apologize when I'm asking for help. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you grab that for me? Or, 
hey, I'm sorry, can you? That's what's making us feel like we're weak because we're apologizing for asking and there's no harm in asking. So just take note a little bit this week when you do ask for help that you're not apologizing for the help. You cannot do it all. You're not superwoman. You're not superman. You're not God. So it's okay to ask for assistance. So that's one of my biggest things is like, please just be aware of how much you're apologizing. I still do this and I notice it with others and I say like, no need to apologize because I want them to know that it's okay. And I want them to know that like I'm someone that I, they can ask help for. And a second one is be, be specific. So two weeks ago, I was working with this on my coach too. And I'm going to ask you this right now. I'm going to ask you for your help. If you love this show, if you're listening to this show all the time and you have yet to leave me a rating or a review on Apple Podcast, please do me a favor and go ahead and do that. That really helps me just grow the show. And my coach asked me to just send that out to a bunch of my friends. And she said, you know, you have a following, like go ahead and ask them, just ask. So I am here asking you if you do love this show and you can just click the link for Apple podcast. If you don't know that you have, if you don't listen on Apple podcast on my Instagram, you can click on the links that are in my bio and there is one for Apple Podcasts. You just take a brief two minutes, throw me that five-star rating and leave me a review. Tell me the stuff you love about this show. If you also love the show, do not hesitate to take a screenshot and post it to your story saying like catching up on the luxury of self-care or ask me a question. I'd love to repost you and answer your question for you. So those are little things like I was so, I felt so vulnerable and so nervous to ask you, ask my audience for just a little bit of assistance. And that is truly like what's going to help me. If you love this, then that's something that I am scared to ask, but I needed to learn that it's okay to ask for your help. And I am so grateful for all of you who listen, for all of your positivity, for all the weeks you tune in. So thank you so much in advance for just showing up. And so that's being specific, right? I gave you all the details of what I needed and and I didn't apologize for it. So that is that's kind of a great example of what I'm trying to say here. And I also think one of the best things that I learned in a small realm is just to say I've done this quite a bit within work environments and in awkward situations where I don't feel like we're doing that well and I can't do it all and I'm not in charge so I can't delegate but I can say the words I'm struggling. I'm struggling with feeling supported in this moment or I'm struggling with seeing how this is working in this way. I'm struggling with seeing what we could do to make this better. I'm struggling with time management and I feel we could delegate this in a different way. How could we delegate this in a different way? Do we have another option? Any of these things, just start the conversation with the words, I'm struggling. It's super assisting. Um, That is one that I use quite a bit. Try that one out this week. DM me, let me know how it goes. Take a screenshot, say, I use the word I'm struggling this week. Tag me on Insta or tag us on Facebook. So that's that's another good one. And then 
lastly, I just want to leave you with this. If you want something in your life, you have to give that. So I was just saying how I feel like I'm constantly walking on eggshells with so many other people and it sucks. It sucks sometimes. Like it definitely sucks to walk on eggshells. No one likes to walk on eggshells. So my big thing that I noticed is like, wouldn't it be nice if someone else felt like they were walking on eggshells with me? But I guarantee you someone is. And I guarantee you the same thing in your life. You may feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells with other people, but there are people who definitely feel intimidated by you or feel like they're walking on eggshells as well. So just acknowledge that the way you feel about something, it might be the same way others feel about you. And remember that if you want help in your life and you don't want to feel like you're nagging, if you need that assistance, then offer assistance as well. So we give what we get and we get what we give, I guess is kind of the way of putting that out there. And if I request assistance or I need assistance, I shall offer assistance. I should offer assistance. I I offer on a daily um, I, I offer in a daily seeing a, a woman on the street and saying like, you look freaking awesome today. And it's not coming from a place of like, I want her to turn around and compliment me. But I guarantee you in the trickle of the way that the world works and the way that the universe works, someone's going to give me a compliment at some point in my life where it's just going to feel really good. And it's kind of like that pay it forward thing, but don't do it falsely. Try to make sure that it's always coming from a genuine place because I do feel like someone looks badass that day or I do see someone and she's wearing some rockin' boots and I want to tell her like, those are awesome. And she's like, oh my God, I got them on sale and da 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 And you start a whole new conversation and you made someone's day. Maybe you even made their week. I've talked about this a lot, but I try to exude that. So if I want joy in my life, I need to exude joy. I need to find ways that I, I feel joyful and I need to share that with others. When I teach, I love being everyone's cheerleader in life. I'm constantly cheering people on. I'm cheering people on. And guess what? When I asked for a little bit of help here with the podcast, people were cheering me on. People gave me that response. They gave me that review. And it felt so nice. And I was like, gosh, this is what this feels like. So don't be don't be afraid to know that you deserve that too. You deserve the help. You deserve to be able to ask. You are not weak from asking. So that is what I wanted to share with you this week. I hope you enjoyed this. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to Ryan. Ryan had worked on this new opening and closing. We've been working on this for months. He's helped me so much with this new intro to the show and this new closing. So I will shoot you his link. I'm going to put that in the episode notes. If you're doing a podcast yourself or if you need some background music for anything, he specializes in all of that. You can reach out to him through Instagram, through a DM. I'm going to leave you all of his information. But Ryan, thank you so, so much for helping me with this and getting the sound of the luxury of self-care that I've been craving and waiting for, my own unique sound. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you have a fabulous week. And again, if you ask if there's anything you got from this actual episode today, don't hesitate to screenshot it. Don't hesitate to share it with me in a DM or an iMessage or post it to my wall. I love hearing from y'all. So have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the sunshine. 
And I will see you all on Thursday with my guest, Rachel Perlman. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.